Hello everybody and welcome to another episode of Grapple Arcade on BBGWrestling.com. I'm joined today by Rehan Iqbal, who is the founder, developer and owner, I suppose, of a better phrase, for, the, for a wrestling game we cannot wait to get our hands on on mobile devices. It is Indie Wrestler. How are you doing, Rehan? I'm good, Mark. How are you? Very well, thank you, mate. I know we had a quick chat the other day about the game and about what to expect from it, and it made sense to kind of get you on the show to tell our listeners a bit more about it, because I think it's going to be one of those games that is going to creep up on people, then all of a sudden it's going to be there and everybody's going to be uh, wanting a copy of it. I think it's fair to say. Um, To start off with then, Rayhan, if it's okay, I suppose we'll just jump straight into the concept for our listeners and you can tell us a bit about what the game is it's not exactly what a lot of people might expect from a wrestling game, I think it's fair to say. But I can't, after what you told me the other day, what to expect from the game, I'm really looking forward to it. Can you tell the listeners a little bit about the game, what it is, how to play it, and we'll go from there? Yeah, absolutely. So, firstly, thank you uh, for the nice introduction. And um, just to kind of fill people in on the game, so it's a wrestling game. A lot of people, when they think of wrestling games, they think of the WWE 2K kind of games where you pick a character, you jump into the ring, you fight another character and you have matches like that and then you know you get points for winning and so on and so forth. Our game is somewhat different. It is a text-based tap game and the idea behind it is you create a character in the game. You start off on independent wrestling shows and you liaise with the promoter of the show, you figure out what position on the card you're going to be, um, you speak to the promoter about who's going to win and lose, and your job is to be as competent, whether you win or lose, your job is to be as competent as possible performing for that particular promotion. As you work more shows for that promotion, as you start to do better and better in terms of your job, you then will get approached by other promoters, and then you'll go start working for other promotions. And the idea is that your character, through the nature of your wrestling career, gets more over, gets more popular, works for more promotions, and moves up through the game. Now, the way that you have the actual matches is um, rather than going to the ring and, you know, you press X or Y like you would on a PlayStation, we have a tap. And so, for example, if you're going in the ring, um, you'll see a bit of commentary. And at the end of the commentary piece that you'll see, it'll ask you to perform a move. And a move can be a power move. It can be a submission move. It can be an aerial move. And those moves are performed by tapping on the screen. So, for example, a power move would be a once tap, and you have a bar um, that goes back and forth, and you have to tap it when your bar is in the perfect position, which is in the center. With a submission move, you have to tap it consistently to get your circle outside of the center, and so on and so forth. And the idea is to execute your matches as well as possible. The better your matches are from that tap um, motion, the better your match rating will be, the more over you'll get in the game, and then hence... You'll be asked by the promoter to win more matches, to move up in the card, and potentially win titles. So that's kind of the loose premise of the game. Just to give people a bit more of an idea, when you say the gauge bar, for example, if people think of things like when they're doing a penalty shootout on a, on a FIFA football game or something like that, or a Tiger Woods game where you swing it, the idea is to hit the accuracy dead in the center as close as you can, and that will, in, in respect, perform the move to a higher level. Is that correct? Absolutely, absolutely. You, you hit the nail. You, you're doing a bad description. I ever could. I might have to rob that for <laughs> future uh, references. So yeah, absolutely. That would be like a power move, for example. So a body slam, a punch, 
um, you know, a suplex. If you were asked to perform that move in the match, that's how you do that one. You know, if you're doing a high-flying move, um, a circle gets bigger and smaller, and once it matches with, uh, and again, I'm sure there's other examples of this out there in other games, but once it matches, the circles match each other, you have to press it, and everything is based on a tap. So if you get it, for example, if you take that FIFA analogy, if you get the bar in the middle, um, your move is perfect. If you do it right at the very end, then just like in FIFA, the ball would balloon over the bar. This would be seen as a botch move. And then, you know, it would then be reviewed your match as not as good as it potentially could be. So absolutely right. You've, you've hit the nail on the head. So everything you do has a knock-on effect. That's that's brilliant. So it's it's not just a case of that instantaneous um, come up inside there, for example, in a, in a traditional wrestling game that we all know and we're, we're you know, we we're aware of how to play where two guys are in the ring or more uh, and you're wrestling each other. You can do a move, you can mess it up, but that doesn't necessarily, it's not the end of the world as such. It just happens and you carry on from there. With this, however, as you say, it has a knock-on effect where it can lead to um, further outcomes going forward. Because I know that you were mentioning as well that you get reviewed on your matches, um, different articles and magazines and things like that might review your match and you might be informed that, oh, so-and-so has given your match a, a, you know, a, a negative review. Can you tell me a little bit about that, how that side of things works, please, Rohan? Yeah, absolutely. So we have a, a bit in the game. So we're trying to map out and showcase a rest of the journey um, as real as possible. So one of the things, for example, is you might have a great match, exactly like you said, you know, what happens in a match is you have three moves that you have to perform and they're all completely random. So you might have in a match, for example, three power moves that you have to perform and you might do them all perfectly. You might have one power move, modern submission move, one aerial move, you know, it's all randomly computer generated what moves you have to do. Depending on how your moves are, just like in a real match, for example, if we watch a match and a wrestler performs everything perfectly except one move, people remember that move, right? Um, and people will tell you about it and people will write comments and, and, and stuff like that. And so what we've done is we've added publications in the game. So places like Cultaholic are in there, places like PW Insider, which is one of the biggest wrestling websites in the world. Um, we've got WrestleTalk TV. Um, we spoke speaking to a few other media companies at the moment as well. And what will happen is every once in a while, the computer will pop up an incident. And an incident is either a fan will message you on social media or a media publication will make a comment of you in some sort. Just like in today's world, people go on YouTube channels, they go on to websites, wrestling rumor websites, and they'll hear stories about wrestlers. And you as a wrestler, once you hear a particular story in the game, you'll have to respond to it. And the nature that, the way that you respond is, you'll have a question, for example, it might say that WrestleTalk TV has put you in a video which is called the best indie wrestlers to look out for, how would you respond? You have three responses, and depending on what your response is, you'll either get a positive response, you'll get a neutral response, or you'll get a negative response. And the way that the game works is we wanted to add that element of unpredictability of, you know, you can't master the game. Um, we wanted to have a little bit of frustration kind of in there. The way that it works is no two answers give you the same um, result. So, for example, let's say you have that scenario and your response is, I'm absolutely delighted that WrestleTalk included me in the video. Watch out for more matches soon. The next time, if they say Cultaholic has put you into a video called the best indie wrestlers, and if you select the same thing, the algorithm might not have picked that as the positive response. It might have picked that as 
the negative response. So you might pick that as a neutral response. And if you respond positively, so again, it's the whole random um, unpredictability nature of the game. So if you do something positive based on your selection, you'll get more rewards in the game. If you do something neutral, you'll stick to where you are. And if you do something negative, if you pick a negative one, you'll have to lose some inventory that you have in the game. So you might have to lose some cash. You might have to lose some over. You might have to lose some um, contracts, whatever it might be. You'll have to lose. You'll have to give up something. So we've added a little bit of um, that frustration slash excitement slash Russian roulette type of element to the game by incorporating some wrestling media companies in there as well. So you mentioned there, uh, as part of that, that you might lose some cash. So I'm guessing much like within wrestling, you can earn uh, cash reward for um, your matches. Is that fair to say? Or is it more you earn cash reward through other elements whilst playing the game? And um, also in terms of, you know, you stepping up the, up the ladder, so to speak, of working your way through different indie promotions up to whichever promised land you want to end up at in, in the grand scheme of things. Um, do you also gain points or things like that? How does the structure of earning money work and how does the structure of um, working your way up the ladder work? So the way that money works is essentially just like a real wrestler. So you'd go to a promotion, let's say, for example, you go to NGW, and you would have to have a negotiation with the promoter. The promoter will say, look, I've got space on the, the lower card for you. Uh, I'm interested in booking you for five shows, and I want to pay you £20 per show. And then you would then negotiate with them. And every time you do a show, whether you, do, whether you botch it, whether you do excellently, whatever you do, you'll be remunerated for those five shows that you've had, right? And the way that you're cooperation with NGW will move, work moving forward is if you've been putting on great matches, if you've been very respectful and cordial with the promoter, the promoter will be open to re-adding um, you or sorry, rehiring you again. But this time what might happen is because you've done such a good job, because you've gotten more over in the game, you can maybe ask for more dates, you can maybe ask for more money, um, you can negotiate yourself with that. And what you would do with the money, for example, is you can buy wrestling gear. So we've had a concept artist and a 3D visualizer create wrestling gear. So you know your everything from your traditional shorts to your your black trunks to Mohicans to glasses to like your Ric Flair type robes to your um, anime style you know Japanese style jackets and whatnot. And um, you can then buy that in the game. And just as a normal wrestler, when you change your look. You then end up getting, you know, everyone has a refresh. You end up getting more over. So the, the purpose of the game with that money is to, you know, buy more gear, unlock new more territories, spend, you know, buy inventory that you can spend on yourself. Um, and the way that you'd move up is as you are starting to put on better, better matches, you start to get XP, which is experience. And it's a pretty standard um, game currency, I guess you could call it. You get more XP, and once you start hitting certain limits, you'll increase your level. So you go from level one to level two, and then you'll unlock something. You go to level two to level three, and so on and so forth. And sometimes you might unlock a promotion, but other times you will unlock things like new gear that you can purchase from the store. You'll unlock things like title belts, because what we wanted to do was just like in wrestling, you don't go to work for a promotion and you just get a title belt opportunity, right? It very rarely works like that. Usually what you have to do is you have to go work for a promotion, 
show there's some value. Once you hit a certain level of overness, um, and over is a value in the game as well, so we've added that wrestling terminology in the. Once you hit a certain level of overness, the promoter will then come to you and say, look, by the way, I think you're ready to be the champion in the promotion. Now, you can only be in that position once you've unlocked the title belt. So as you progress, you know, you might get um, money, uh, more cash incentives. You might unlock gear. You might unlock new promotions, new territories. So, for example, we've got promotions from the UK. After you've kind of clocked a few of the promotions, I don't know if that's an old word, <laughs> old guy. Someone who's clocked the word. Um, so once you've clocked a few of the UK territories, you move to France. Once you've done well in France, you'll move to Denmark. Once you've done well in Denmark, you'll move to Germany. Once you've done Germany, you'll be unlocking the rest of Europe. So places like Italy, um, which is Poland we've got in there. We've got a few other promotions, I think Belgium promotion. Then once you've, that's your European leg of the game done. And then once you've um, leveled up far enough in the game, you then unlock Asia Pacific. So you start off in Australia. We've got three or four Australian promotions in the game. You then unlock um, rest of Asia, which is China, um, South Korea, and a few other Asian countries. And then obviously the bigger place is Japan. And once you've done Japan, then you move over to North America. And then you, with North America, you've got Canada, then Mexico, the US. Now, this, the thing that you have to balance in the game just like a real wrestler, you can have multiple shows on multiple dates. So you'll always hear about wrestlers who have done two, three shows a day. And if you over-negotiate and if you have too many shows with too many promotions and you aren't able to fulfill them in the game, it will affect your happiness with the promoter. So let's say, for example, you've been booked for um, WrestleGate Pro and you have to do three dates left on your calendar and you haven't been to WrestleGate Pro for three months because you've been too busy out in Australia, you've been too busy in Japan, you've been too busy doing your Germany and uh, other UK promotions, all of a sudden WrestleGate Pro will be unhappy that you haven't been to them for such a long time and they haven't been able to book you. So you have to balance not overextending yourself with a lot of promoters because then that will impact your long. So we've tried to add as much realism, as much wrestler frustration, as much promoter frustration, you know, there'll be times where you'll be asked to lose a match and you'll think, actually, I want to win because it will make me more over in the game. But ultimately, if you go against a promoter, you push him back, you might lose some um, influence with him. You might lose your, you know, some points on your relationship with that one. But because you've won, you'll get more over in the game and you'll use that to leverage that with another promotion. Does that make sense? So we're trying to add little bits like that. It does indeed. It makes a lot of sense. And just tap into what you were saying there. You mentioned, obviously, about the different territories and the different continents, the different areas of the world, obviously meaning that the game's completely global, which is fantastic. Um, have the negotiations that you've had, are they with legitimate, uh, renowned promotions in each of those countries, or are they, are they more sort of uh, created in-house promotions? Uh, or, or the, the real deal using real wrestlers from their roster? So originally the game plan was we were gonna, everything was going to be computer generated, right? So we were going to go with the idea of um, just making up names. We actually have still somewhere a folder of fake wrestler names and fake Amazing. promotion names, right? We need to do so something have... with them. We need to do something with them at some point, mate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. We've, got, we've got like a catalog. And what we did was with promotions, we thought generally wrestling promotions are... Um, 
variations, combinations of different letters. You know, you have like AEW, WWE, WCW, NWA, ROH, you know, you used to have TNA, right? So we just thought, you know, NGP, NJPW, AJPW, NOAA, they're all just kind of anagrams of sorts. So we went out and we just got a piece of paper and went, well, one com- promotion is going to be called, you know, CPW and another one's going to be called AXF. And we had all these different random ones. And what we did was when we were making the game, we thought, okay, this game is very different in its setup and style. People are going to expect a fighting style game. So why don't we create something that will explain it a little bit more better, I guess. And um, we created a promo video and we wanted to book real wrestlers for that because we thought, look, we can't really get actors. It'd make more sense to get real wrestlers. And we reached out to Rampage Brown and his management team came back and said, look, Rampage is up for it. By the way, do you need another wrestler? Because we can supply you another wrestler who happened to be Adam Maxted. So we shot that promotional video and while we were there you know you have if you've ever done a promotional video you know they take like five six seven hours and in between takes we were just talking and exploring and saying look would you mind being part of the game thinking that they were going to turn around and say no um and both of them were like yeah you can put our names it's not a problem so we went back to their management team who also are connected with a lot of wrestling promotions and we said look by the way would you be able to reach out to a couple of these promotions and ask if they would be okay being in the game. And they were like, yeah, that's fine. So all of a sudden we had like a 100% hit rate in terms of wrestlers being in the game. And we just use that to start reaching out to more wrestlers and saying, by the way, you know, Rampage Brown is in the game and Adam Maxted is in the game. Would you mind? And then slowly but surely, everyone just kind of was very positive about it. And we just got rid of the idea of having fake wrestlers, fake promotions. We just went out and started saying, you know, and we started leveraging everyone's name. We would just go out to promotion and say, NGW, Frontline, WrestleGate Pro are in the game. Do you mind being in the game? And then once we had TNT, we were like, well, TNT are in the game. And then we had OTT. And then now, and, and we did the same, you know, we had names like Mark Haskins and Rampage Brown and Adam Maxted during the game as like the first three. Then we went out to more and just said, look, these guys are involved. Would you mind? It's just your face and your name that we're going to use. And that just opened up a flood of names. And now it's the other way. Now wrestlers are approaching us and saying, can you put us in the game? Promotions are approaching us saying, can you put us in the game? That's made things uh, a lot more interesting than having, you know, your, your fake name wrestlers. Absolutely. And I suppose as well, the beauty is with that for um, quite a lot of, we're considering it's a, it's a heavy focus on indie wrestlers for, for use of a better term, hence the name of the game. Um, it's It's great because it's kind of like, it's double exposure for, for both parties. It's yourselves who are getting in there with their fan base of the wrestlers who are obviously going to be happy to, to promote the game and, and explain the fact that they're on the game to people. And likewise for the wrestlers as well, they're going to be involved in a game which is realistically going to be in a lot of people's hands on their phones. So it's, it's, a, lot of, um, it's, it's a lot of sort of double back patting, if you like, in terms of you know, double cross-promotion, which, which yeah. works a treat, which works an absolute treat. And I think if you want to, do you want to mention um, at least the UK promotions that are involved in the game and any other promotions that you wish to um, you mention just so people have got an idea of which promotions you've got signed up so far? Yeah, sure. So we've got, and I, I apologize if I forget someone, by the way, if someone's listening to this and they say we forgot their promotions name, I apologize beforehand. Um, so we've got NGW in the UK, we've got uh, Tidal, we've got TNT, we've got OTT, which is the Irish one. Um, we have All Star Wrestling, 
We have WAW, which is the promotion that Paige's family and um, the Knight family are uh, run. We've got, who else have we got? We've got Rise. We've got um, BWR. Um, now I'm starting to forget the name. So you've got, I know you've got North from Newcastle, haven't you? There we go. North, there we yeah. go. We've got North. Uh, honestly, I'll forget because there's so many now. I think there's yeah. over 20 promotions in the game, uh, <laughs> maybe 25. And then we've got over 200 wrestlers. So then if you move over to Germany, we've got WXW, which is the biggest promotion in Germany. We've got GWF, which is the second biggest promotion in Germany. We've got POW, which is like the third. And then, you know, we've got maybe three or four others on there. Then um, we're going to start doing announcement for the French ones over the weekend. Um, so I, I won't spoil the names just yet. But um, yeah, we've got, you know, we've got promotions from the US in there, some that you heard of, you know, where, where ex-WWE stars, not that long ago, NXT guys were performing. Um, so we've been really, really blessed. And you're absolutely right. It's kind of working both ways because originally when we made the game, so my background is marketing. I own a marketing company. And we were approached a few months back by a company who said, look, can you make a game for us? And, you know, we have the skill set, we have the experience, we have the know-how. And we said, yeah, of course we can. And they said, okay, can you show us your portfolio for a game? And we didn't have one. And I thought, well, we should have one, right? And when we started brainstorming, I said, look, I'm a wrestling fan. Why don't we make a wrestling game? And my idea was that even if this doesn't lead to other work down the line, you know, the primary purpose of it was to make a portfolio. But the second thing was, look, it would be awesome if a wrestling fan who's gone to an indie show, is waiting in a queue, you know, is just chilling out, whatever it might be, can take out their mobile phone and start playing. I don't know about you. I was very heavily influenced by, um, you know, Total Extreme Warfare, EWR games back in the day, Promotion Wars. And I used to love those management style type of games. And I thought it's just a shame that every wrestling game that's on my phone right now is actually stepping in the ring. Whereas I much more prefer the methodical, the calculated, the um, theory-driven game rather than go in the ring, punch, kick, and so on and so forth, which has its place. But I just thought there was a gap there with that. So that's what we, we kind of did it for. Text-based simulators are very underrated games. And I think a lot of people um, who do play them, you know, your champ managers of the world, I think that's a fair, yeah. a fair shout as a text-based simulator, a championship manager, football manager in the football world. Um, as you mentioned yourself there, you've got EWR and TEW, um, both well-renowned games, both, you know, they've been sort of around for the last, what, 15 to 20 years or so. Now I think it is something like that. Um, obviously a lot more of a focus on the concept of owning a promotion in those games, whereas this game is much more a case of as an individual wrestler trying to get booked by promotions and you've got the added element of needing to... Um, tap the button on the power gauge to then decipher what the match is going to, the outcome is going to be, whether you win or lose, et cetera, et cetera. So it definitely, yeah, it might borrow a little bit from them, but I think there's a, there's a lot of, uh, a lot of uniqueness to what your development is. And as you, you quite rightly said that it's, it's perfect from my point of view for a, for a phone based game because it lends itself to whether you're on public transport, for example, whether you're commuting to work and you just want to have a bit of a game of something, it's perfect for those kind of scenarios, as well as, like you said, queuing up, waiting to get into a wrestling event. Yeah, um, yeah. So tell us a bit about them, the, the, if you don't mind, then, mate, about where the concept came from in terms of were you have you been literally stood waiting to get into wrestling events thinking, I wish I could play a game like this right now? 
No, so I'll tell you what, I play a lot of football manager. Yeah. Like, <laughs> lot, like to to the point where I have to hide it from my wife, right? I'm like, oh, I don't I'm not playing, you know, I'm just talking to somebody online or whatever it is. And um, you know, I, I play that a lot and I replaced it for a long time with um EWR because I liked the idea of owning a promotion and doing that kind of stuff. And I was just like, man, it would be so awesome if I could have a wrestling style game like that on my mobile phone. Um and then I thought, you know, when I you know, I now I'm in position to do it. I own a marketing company. You know, we have the skill set to be able to do it. And I thought, if I create something like that, do I really want to try to replicate the wheel when they've done it so well? They've learned so much more. Um, I thought, why don't I create something that's still in that same vein, but I can flip it. And one of the things that, so for example, I have a few WWE mobile games on my phone, and sometimes they're very time intensive. So if I'm out shopping with the, you know, the the family. If I'm just bored somewhere, you know, I just want to pull out my phone and just have like a couple of minutes of, a, you know, slight distraction. And I thought, what can I do that would allow me to be able to do that? So our game saves every day. So every day you move forward, you know, you might have a show, you know, this technically you could have three taps. You've done your show. You can move to the next day, right? You can progress your career. Um, and then you can just spend like the next few minutes, you know, upgrading your gear, changing your look, changing your face mask or paint or whatever you want to do and then you can just stop again right so i went to something that was pretty quick easy to kind of go and do but also something that was akin to football manager but for wrestling and just just slightly tampering with it a little bit so in terms of the the scope for the game then in terms of um how playable it is, as you mentioned there, you can have it as, as quick as a sort of two-minute game reading. You pull it out of your pocket, you can have a bit of a blast on it, you can put it away, that's that. You've potentially got through a week, <laughs> you know, in that in that yeah. case, just by having your matches. Is there a bit of an, is there like an end goal to the game in terms of, right, you've made it, that's it, or can it just basically keep going on depending on what, what you're doing and where you're at in the game? Is there, you know, have you got DLC as a future concept for it, for example? Um, is it one of those things that the game is what it is, but who knows what the future holds because other companies might want to get involved from a promotional point of view? Or have you got a kind of a set, this is the start of the game, that's the end of the game, we'll see what happens afterwards? So originally, because we thought we were going to struggle moving outside of the UK, so the original plan of the game was once you've you know, got to the top of the UK, we were then going to use that to reach out to European promotions and say, by the way, you know, we've got this game, we've got so many users, and um, we were going to... Uh, the theory was, the first time the game was going to come out, you could only maybe play up to level 20, and then, you know, once you do that, it would just be repetitive, you know, you just go through your days until we're able to bring on more promotions. Mm-hmm. And then, because we've had such success in Europe, then we said, okay, well, we don't need to stop at UK, we'll stop at the end of Europe. And then all of a sudden, now we've got Australia, China... South Korea involved. And they're like, well, we'll just end the game when it, you get to that part. And then hopefully um, Japan, Japanese promotions will come in and then we'll be like, okay, we'll maybe end it there. But we won't because we've already got Canadian ones in, right? Yeah. So the idea was, just like an independent wrestler, there will be a company which is not the top company per se, but the company that will pay the most, right? Mm-hmm. And the idea is to navigate yourself to that, com- that promotion and become exclusive to that promotion or maybe not be exclusive. The idea is to get to the top of that promotion and be able to negotiate yourself in a way where you become the champion. And then just like in real wrestling, you know, no champion lives forever at the top, right? So your, j- 
job will then be to make sure you maintain your championship. You'll be asked to lose it if you um, start to perform poorly, if you don't hit the standards expected from the champion. Then when you lose the championship, you'll have to try to work back and try to get it again. Um, you know, And then you might say, look, actually, I don't want to be exclusive to one promotion. I want to go back to that model of you know working for lots of different companies. I want to be independent, but I want to go back. You know, there's a lot of wrestlers who, have, for example, left WWE and then go on the indies and make you know quite a healthy living, but do it in lots of different territories. So we we don't really have an ending goal to kind of give you the the short answer, but we think that we can do some really cool stuff. Um, and we're just going to see how far we get with all these real promotions and then make a call on what that, you know, that end will be. You might just turn around and say, look, I've sometimes what I do in football manager, for example, is I'll pay for like 60 seasons and then say, you know, I think I've had enough now. Let me, you know, I've had enough of all these fake names. Let me restart <laughs> the game and let me start again from the beginning. You know, let me see if I can replicate it. Maybe we'll do um, the next phase of it will be you'll play online because again, an overness is your level in terms of you know how far you've got in the game. So maybe we'll do a thing where you can play online with your friends and you can match up and whoever's done the the best, you can have one to one versus fights. And the way that, for example, the barometer, the way it works is, um, I don't think we touched on this before, but you'll go to a show and it'll ask you to choose an opponent and you'll have three options. So let's say, for example, you've got your character and they'll say, do you want to face Mark Haskins? Do you want to face um, Rampage Bound? Do you want to face Adam Maxted? Depending on who you choose, the game will be harder for you or be easier for you. So if you pick uh, Mark Haskins, for example, the barometer that you have, that FIFA one, if you imagine, it will just like go back and forth 100 miles an hour. It'll be very difficult to try to tap it in the middle. You can get fluky, but generally speaking, you, you'll mess it up. And then one of the options will be, well, if you go for um, one of the other guys, it'll be easier for you, but you'll get less reward in the game than if you went for the harder one. And so what we might do is we might have an online version where if you're facing off against a friend and your friend is much, much lower than you, it'll be much easier for you to tap your moves, but it'll be incredibly difficult for them to do that. So those are just some kind of ideas that we're putting out there, but you know, there's, there's nothing um, that we're cementing to the wall, if that makes sense. And that's good, to be quite honest with you. I like the sound of that because then it leaves a lot open. It leaves a lot of potential on the table, <laughs> yeah. which is... Um, which is sometimes where what that's the beauty of text-based games. I think with a lot of things like this, in terms of where your championship managers, you got leagues and seasons. Yes, you can theoretically you can get bored, as you said, of the fake name generation coming through, but the game doesn't end. You can keep going, and things can happen where you can get toppled off the off the top and things like that. So there's a lot of scope for the game, and the online side of things that sounds incredibly exciting, and I'll be definitely intrigued to uh, hear a bit more about that as developments make uh, make the way forward. Now, I know that you also mentioned earlier on there, hand that you've um, made a, few, a couple of announcements today as well. Would you like to announce those as well on the show? Yeah, sure. So today we announced Sean Guinness, who works in um, Ireland for OTT, also works out in um, Japan. Um, we've also announced Chuck Mumbo today, and we're announcing wrestlers every day. I mean, we're really excited on the weekend because we're going to be announcing, I don't know when this is going out, but we'll be announcing or we'll have just announced um, a whole bunch of French wrestlers who are in the game. So we're opening up the French territory in the game. Um, and yeah, every day, I mean, it's scaling to the point where we're asking wrestlers who are in tag teams to send us images together because yeah. we're spending <laughs> every day we're announcing a new person. We know people who are in stables, we're saying, look, can you send us your stables, you know, images together? 
because we we're spending so many posts announcing people that you know we've got over 250 wrestlers who are now in the game um and we're doing two a day that you know three quarters of the year will just be wrestler announcements we want to announce promotions and we want to announce features of the game and obviously closer to the time the actual game itself will be out and we'll be doing more branded stuff so um you know we, we're announcing stuff every day which is really cool so how um, how far away do you think we are from from the initial launch, at least anyway? Because as you said, there things can carry on and carry on. You could get to the point where you think we need to release the game now, but you still might be inundated with uh, promotions and wrestlers wanting to be involved. Which obviously, I'm assuming you could still potentially add as as time goes on, which will keep the game fresh and keep it moving forward. Um, have you got a rough idea of when you're looking at launch time or, or a, a a concept date at least? Yeah. So we. Originally, when we were going to make the game, we were planning to make it in roughly about a year, 12 months, 18 months. And then what we decided to do was we decided to make a slimline version. So the original plan was to have you know, the ability you could pick to be a male or a female, for example, and you could different journeys depending on and different promotions depending on um, which type of character you would, you would choose. We were going to do stuff like having announcers in the game. We were going to do stuff like being able to... Um, just all sorts of like craziness, like go online and um, share your, um, your your design of your character with your friends. Um, and just we had like a lot, lots and lots of different ideas. And we just thought, okay, you know what we'll do? We'll just do a COVID hit. And we thought, look, wrestling fans are just kind of sat at home. Why don't we speed it up and get rid of a lot of the non-essential stuff and just focus on the core product? So we're doing, you know, what would have been a 12, 18-month project in like three months. So, you know, that's roughly what we're working towards. Um, but as you said, you know, these things can quicken up, they can slow down, depending, you know, like yesterday we had another new promotion that we haven't advertised yet, we'll be advertising soon, um, UK based on fairly large one, who said, look, we, we want to be a part of the game. And that changes the entire game logic, you know, because they come in at a different part and they were going to, you know, somebody else was going to come in here and how much you're going to get paid for this promotion when you're in this position and that position. So things do change, but we're roughly looking at about three months-ish. Three months from now, yeah? Hopefully. Amazing stuff, man. Well, fingers crossed with that. Um, how can people get a hold of it? What's it going to be available on? What devices and uh, how can people play the game? So the game will be free to download. Um, you'll be able to download it on any Android or iOS um, app, so whether that's your mobile phone or your tablet. And um, so that's how you'll be able to download it. And then, you know, just, yeah, just hopefully if it does well, we can look at um, expanding it to as many devices as possible. Um, so, yeah, really looking forward to, to those. That's amazing, man. That's fantastic. Um, is there any um, concept of getting any um, independent legends involved or anything of that, that ilk? Because I know there's a couple of people when I was speaking to them. Um, about the game, I uh, said that you were coming on for an interview. Um, they did mention, the, you know, oh, I wonder what the scope is for the potential of having, you know, independent legend wrestlers who aren't associated with other companies, obviously, um, yeah. with the idea of doing something with them. Is, is the scope for that, or is that not on the cards just yet? So we have... It's tricky, because somebody mentioned the other day, wouldn't it be really cool to have someone like Robbie Bookside in the game? And obviously Robbie's, you know, and it was just like a kind of throwaway comment on social media. And we responded and said, technically, it's a mobile game, right? Someone doesn't have to be an active performer to be in the game because it's just a game. 
we don't have to go recreate them. So, for example, someone like Martin Kirby, he's in the game, even though he's just recently retired from wrestling. Yeah. Um, he's a character in the game. And so, you know, if someone isn't attached to a promotion, if someone is retired, there's always space. The only thing that we just have to be careful is, as promoters, they'll see their names. Because promoters are in the game and they're associated to their promotion because the promoter is the one who tells you what you're going to do, who you're going to work with, whether you're going to win or lose, and how much you're going to get paid and so on. And they're very careful in respects of um, attaching wrestlers to their promotion, either A, who have never worked for them, or B, who haven't worked for them for a very long time. Sure. So they don't want people to just assume, okay, well, that person works for them because you know I've played that game for so much. So we're just trying to ta- you know balance that tightrope. The good thing is most promoters are quite cool. The most promoters yeah. are, are fairly like, yeah, sure, it's fine. You know, it's a game. They, they get that. Um, but we're just trying to get that balance. And what we did think eventually, if there was scope for, you know, if the game did do well and there was a lot of independent promoters who didn't fit into a particular promotion, either because of some contract situation or they just never worked there, they worked for a lot of other ones, we could always integrate one of our fake companies in there, you know, and, and just say, look, these guys who didn't fit into any promotion will go into this third promotion that we've just made up and, and we can do that. So by all means, you know, we've, we've, We've mapped out something that hopefully fits that category too. Excellent stuff. And how many characters so far are there in the game, roughly? Because I appreciate there's more and more appearing every single day. Um, since we spoke, I imagine, I think there's probably, well, it's probably been at least 10 or so <laughs> added since we last spoke. Um, how many characters do you believe that there are in the game so far um, in terms of opponents for your indie wrestler? So we have over 25 promotions, and on average, each promotion has about 10 to 15. Amazing. So we have, I don't know, about 250 wrestlers in there, and that list is growing you know, every day. So um, once we start adding more and more people in, and one of the great things about the game is that you may never come across a promotion, and you may never come across an opponent. So for example, just because you unlock somewhere like North, you're going to be trying to balance your schedule your calendar with um, the availability of the dates. So you might already be chock-a-block with all of your UK dates with all the other promotions. And even though North is available and a possibility, you might say, actually, you know what? I can't commit to that because I'm going to end up no showing a show because or cancelling shows because I've taken on too many commitments elsewhere. And it works out monetarily better for me to work in these different places rather than go to work for North. And therefore, you may never come across and the wrestlers who are allocated to North, right? Um, and again, we're, that's just the nature of the beast. That's the nature of life. Sometimes you're passed across, sometimes they don't. You know, for example, one of the things that we have in the game is although you can have multiple dates on the same day, if you go out to Australia, for example, you can't book a show the day before or the day after in the UK because that will be classed as travel time. So what you'll have to do is if you're going out to Australia, you want to make sure that you've made the most of your travel out there so rather yeah. than just go all the way to Australia for one day, you'll try to book, you know, lots of different promotions, lots of different matches in Australia, maybe a couple in China before you come back. And then you want to be compensated. So, for example, you want to make in that five days, maybe what you would make 10 days in the UK. And that's how you would justify, you know, losing those dates in your calendar. Um, and again, when you do that, you're, it means that you may not come across someone or you may come across, you know, a promotion or a wrestler. So... Um, and, and we think that that's pretty cool. Some prom- some wrestlers are in multiple promotions in the game. So, you know, for example, someone like um, Pete, um, sorry, Damien Dunn, 
is in three or four different promotions, so you might face them quite regularly and someone else. There's other wrestlers who are only in one. So if you miss that promotion, you might not see them. And, you know, with Damien Dunn, you might see him in two or three different promotions. So, um, again, we've we've tried to make it as interestingly unique and as real as possible to, like, the wrestling landscape. That sounds really fun in the sense of you don't have to have a 100% completist rate then to be able to move on to the next territory by the sounds of it. So that gives the appeal to be able to come back onto the game at a later date if you want to start again and choose a slightly different uh, pathway and trajectory to, to yeah. work around the country to open the doors up to the next territory. I'm guessing you can also, if you do want to, you can go back and complete dates at other companies that you missed out. Is that Can you do... So if, if I, say, wrestled for five promotions in the UK for argument's sake, and let's just pretend that that opened the doors to uh, the next country, and then I went there and I moved on and kept going. Could I then go back to the UK at some point and complete the UK, for want of, for want of a better word, you know, to, to, to complete the, the each promotion that's in there, wrestle for them all, and then work my way through that way to get that, well, not quite 100% completist um, rating, but you see what I'm saying, don't you? Can yeah, you go yeah. back and do things like that? Is that possible? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, for example, right, one person's journey might be is I'm just going to concentrate on the UK. France is unlocked. Germany's unlocked. Don't really care for it. I want to be the champion in um, TNT. I want to be the champion in OTT. And then I want to leapfrog from there to Japan. And from there, I want to leapfrog to the US. I don't want to do any of the ones in between. Right. Another person might say, okay, look, I'm going to, work for you know two or three promotions in the UK. And then once France is open, I'm going to go concentrate on France because I managed to work myself for better pay in France. From France, they might go to Australia because that's kind of their story. And then when they come back to the UK, they because your overness and your levels have gone so high, you will have unlocked you know numerous other UK promotions. Even if you've never worked for them, the ability to work for them will be unlocked. So you might then go back to someone like, um, WrestleGate Pro and come in and say, look, I'm so over in the game, quote unquote over in the game that I will only come back if I'm a main eventer for you guys. So for example, another player might have played and been a lower card guy for WrestleGate, might have been a mid card guy, might have been an upper card guy, and then might have worked their way up to main event. And a second person might have skipped all that, gone abroad, gone worked in other promote, uh, territories, um, and then come back and negotiate and say, well, I'm so over that I will only come back and work for you if I'm champion. And again, there's two completely, you know, the, the analogy that we kind of had with this was when you read those books, I don't know what they're called, but you read a story and it will say, um, if you think you should go into the forest, turn to page 45. And if you think you should turn back and go home, go to page 34. And depending on where you went, your story would be different. And yeah. that would lead to a different path. And then that next part would lead to a different path. So we've we've made it completely in the sense that, yes, things will unlock, but you just need to hit the next level to kind of get over. And you can do that in your promotion that you're in. You can do that in other promotions. You know, you can be a guy who just works one one place one time um, and just for a higher fee, for example, or you can be a guy who works for longer periods for a smaller fee. Um, and it just leaves you with endless possibilities in terms of what your game story will be. Yeah, it means a bit. Basically, anytime you pick the game up and want to play it from scratch, you can have completely different pathways and different avenues of what you do, which keeps it fresh and keeps it entertaining and keeps it fun going forward. That's brilliant, man. I'm really looking forward to this. Um, 
how can people find a little bit more out about them, mate? Where, where, where can people go to to find out about the updates, to find a bit more information? Where can they ask questions, things like that? The best way, I mean, we're active on three social networks. So we're active on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And we keep them fairly active. We have a team that monitors the inboxes on all those. So if anyone has any kind of questions, you know, we get wrestlers' inboxes quite regularly saying, look, can you add us to the game? Or some questions around their inclusion in the game, same with promotions. Those are, are probably the, the spaces that um, we, we, we provide most information. The only thing I would say is if everyone can just be kind with their <laughs> patients because we're a small team and our main job is to run the agency. You know, we have a lot of um, agency clients, so sometimes we might be a little bit slow in terms of our responses or we might not be able to give as fuller responses as we want. Um, but those are the, the three best places to catch us. Wonderful stuff. And we'll post links in the bio there for everybody who's listening to this. If you head over to bbgwrestling.com and click on this interview on here, then you will see beneath in the bio links to uh, the different places where you can go to to find more out about Indie Wrestler. Well, on that note, mate, I want to say thank you very, very much for joining us today. I think you've answered everything that we have um, that we were thinking about in terms of where can the game be? What can, what can it do? How good is it going to be? I think you've answered everything incredibly detailed. <laughs> and uh, we're even more looking forward to it now because there's so much there's so much scope with this and there's so much potential of really fun playability from it that we're trying to rack our brains at the moment thinking of different and fun ways we can introduce this at events going forward with Grapple Arcade. We think we've got some ideas but we'll, uh, <laughs> we're going to hold out and have a bit more further discussion to find out exactly what we're capable of doing. But thanks once again, Rehan. I really appreciate you joining us tonight. No problem. Thanks for the support. And thank you, everyone, for listening. I hope everyone's looking forward to the game. And hopefully we can do everyone's anticipation justice. And on that note, everybody, we'll, uh, we'll catch you all later on. Again, feel free to go and check out other interviews and other, other podcasts that we do on bbgwrestling.com. Uh, Fred Ottman will be up very, very shortly. And that's a fun one that I know that a lot of us have been looking to. Um, the remainder of our For the Love of Wrestling shows will be up quite soon. We're about to do a tag team specialist one, especially given the news that we'll be joined by not only Shawn Michaels, but by Marty Jannetty and Brutus the Barber Beefcake to do a, an amazing photo up in the, in the barber shop when um, the Rockers split up. So there'll be loads of fun with that over in, uh, in October and November over in Liverpool. And there's plenty of more planned over the next week or so. So keep, keep checking back to bbgwrestling.com for more updates and information. We'll catch you all very, very soon. Good night, everybody. <laughs>